Hello and welcome to our podcast, Boozy Books and Movies, where my wife and I are going to get really drunk and talk about books and then how they compare to their movie or TV show counterparts. Welcome to Boozy Books and Movies. My name is Colton. And I'm Melina. And today we are going to be finishing up the episode five of The Outsider by Stephen King on HBO. But first, alcohol. So I have this brown thing in here in front of me. It looks like a mudslide. Do a sniff test. Okay. I don't know. Is there chocolate in this? Some sort of chocolatey stuff? No. No? Okay. Do a, do a sippy sip. Kahlua. Nope. Take another shot, I guess. <sighs> Bailey's Irish cream liquor. Yep. Bet. Let's go. Easy. It's one of the three alcohols in it. <laughs> oh, there's three? <laughs> oh, shit. What What else? Uh, yeah, I don't know. Oh, hold on. Let me look at the picture. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Kind of important, I guess. So it has the Bailey's Irish cream liquor in it. Nice. It has a Smirnoff kissed caramel vodka. Oh, and a cruising vanilla rum. Oh, okay. I can kind of maybe see the vanilla rum, but that caramel, I don't taste any of that. Yeah. I don't know. It was like my own, like just sh- throwing stuff hey, in the glass. Hey, there together. you go. I threw, and then I threw an ice, and then. Bet. Um, I have these coffee ice cubes that mm-hmm. I made. Nice. So it's for when I want iced coffee, but I don't want the ice to water the coffee down. I make. Coffee, mm-hmm. pour them into ice cube trays, so I put those coffee ice cubes in, in the shaker. Nice. And I shook it. Decent. And then I exploded all over the kitchen. So. <laughs> <laughs> a little, little disaster, but we have recovered. <laughs> everything is fine. Yeah, everything got a little sticky, but... <laughs> <clears throat> yeah, I, still, I don't taste the caramel. It's a little bit more caramel if I were to replicate this recipe. Maybe. It's still good, though. Because I used... So for the first one, I used... I don't even know what was from the first batch and what was from the second. <laughs> but it was the same, like, mm-hmm. recipe both times. But I used... The first one, I did half an ounce of the caramel, half an mm-hmm. ounce of the vanilla, and a whole ounce of the Baileys. Nice. And then I just doubled that when I did it again. Decent. Sweet. It's good. Mm-hmm. I'd drink it again. Yeah, not bad. Mm-hmm. All right. So do you remember what happened last episode? Mm-hmm. Not exactly. All right. So last week we had some stuff go down of the first half of episode five. Ralph's being a jerky wad. <laughs> he, uh... oh, Jeannie had a visitor in the home. Or she like cut her, cut her, her foot, foot open. Foot was open. Yeah. Yep. And that kind of stuff. Ralph didn't believe. That. Yep. He didn't believe her. And Holly is doing more investigating and she's going all over town and um, she's back in caps. No, Dayton, Ohio. Ohio. <laughs> <laughs> and she's taking pictures of cemeteries and stuff and being all mysterious with Ralph and the gang and all that kind of jazz and Jack's a fucking lunatic like usual and that kind kind of stuff all right all right let's get started uh so we're moving over back to holly and she's on the phone with ralph and she says hey yo ralph can you go to where terry is buried and take uh, pictures of the places nearby i have a theory i want you to do this and ralph's like why (laughs) why does this matter who the fuck cares um yeah he like doesn't want to do it and then yeah they continue their conversation and she's just like 
thank you. And then, like, hangs up the phone. Like, because she just expects him to do it. <laughs> Whatever. And then she he, says. But he does. He does. Yeah, he does. <laughs> Holly is still at the cemetery where Heath is buried. And she finds someone sitting out front of his grave. Mm-hmm. Out front of Heath's grave. Yeah. Heath's grave, yeah. And so she goes to him and is, she makes up a lie about how she has a friend that wants wanted her to go to the grave or something. But she was just asking this guy, you know, how did you know Heath? Were you guys close? What did Heath mean to you? Um, and this guy, he doesn't say much. He just says... He fucked Heath over good. He fucked me over good too. And so Holly's like, who? What? What are you talking about? Mm-hmm. You fucking crazy? Um, but we know it was the outsider. The outsider fucked over Heath good. The outsider fucked over this guy good too. Mm-hmm. But connecting the dots, this is the guy that at the beginning of the episode in the shootout right. was killed. Um, and he was the guy that went into Heath's house right and made the bed so yeah uh after uh he says a couple things he like runs away practically and holly's just kind of like following him like what the fuck is going on yeah but he just kind of like sprints out of there i don't know spooky stuff i just wish there could have been some way that she could have saved his life like yeah yeah, that there could have been, like, he could have helped him out, like, yeah. yeah. It's kind of crazy how much, like, extra backstory there is. Like, this show has a lot of details mm-hmm. that were not in the book at all. Crazy. So now we flash on over to Ralph and Jeannie, and they're in the car, and they're at a hospital, and Jeannie's going to get her foot checked out. Right. Um, just in case she just in case. stitches or anything, yeah. Because yep. it, was, it was a big, big cut. Yeah. And your foot is a dangerous thing, too, because you're walking around all the time. If you're going to get... Hmm probably easy to get infections and stuff yeah just want to make sure it gets checked out yep uh ralph confesses that holly wants him to go to the cemetery to take pictures and Jeannie says that she's gonna give a call to marcy and that she thinks that marcy should know yeah and that kind of stuff and so they're they're all gonna be there one big happy family mm-hmm. so but then, before she goes inside the hospital, Jeannie gives Ralph the sketch that she was working on earlier, and it's the man who visited her at the house, and the crazy thing is, is that that sketch of the man looks pretty much identical to the sketch that was given to Ralph by Merlin in the last episode, right. because Merlin caught a glimpse of the outsider mm-hmm. as well, and so they got two different people, completely separate, had, would have no way. Jeannie doesn't even, probably doesn't even know of Merlin, really. Right, right. So it's like, okay, Ralph is like, oh shit, I got two two different people that made yeah. a sketch of one guy. That's crazy. So then Ralph like immediately calls Yoon Sablo and asks him to pull out Claude Bolton's prints, uh, fingerprints, and he wants him to compare them to the prints found at the Pe- uh, Peterson crime scene right and see if there's any matches or anything and then he also wants a mugshot of him which is funny because yeah so that drawing apparently to ralph looked like claude yeah which is weird because yeah i it didn't to me no but we also only see claude in the dark of the strip club as well i think it's more uh i don't think it was that picture that did i think it was more of the fact that Ralph kind of knows that there's something going on with cuts and transferring. Mm, And so he kind of maybe thinks that Claude did get cut by Terry, maybe. Okay. I don't I don't think it was the picture reminded him of Claude. I think it was more of just trying to put the pieces together. Yeah, I think he's kind of 
I think even though he doesn't believe what's going on at this point, I think he still is going to check out every avenue right. that's possible. And so Holly's theory that, you know, it can be transferred from pers- person to person through cuts right. would lead him to the only possible conclusion that it is Claude Bolton that's the next target, right. maybe, you know? Yeah, I think I think, so. I think it was more of a that than it was okay. the picture reminded him of Claude. Okay, that makes sense. But that's just my... So then later on, Ralph is in a car with Yoon and they're talking about it. And Yoon says that the fingerprints of Claude Bolton do not match any of the prints at the Peterson case. Which makes sense because the Peterson crime scene would have been all Terry's prints. Yeah, we wouldn't have expected it to. Because he hadn't even met Claude yet. Right. That outsider hadn't even seen or touched Claude. Because he meets Claude at, right, after, after the murder. After he commits the murder. Right. So that makes sense. Oh, and then Cla- uh, Ralph shows Yoon Bolton the picture that Jeannie had drew. Yoon Bolton. What did I say? You said Yoon Bolton. <laughs> <laughs> you guys, Yoon Solo. Jesus. And Claude Bolton. So <laughs> Ralph shows Yoon the picture of the man that Jeannie saw in the house because right. Yoon had already seen the picture that Merlin had drawn, so right. he already had that. So they're all up to speed now. They're like, oh shit, these people are the same. They look the same or whatever. Then they go to the um, cemetery, and Marcy's there, Yoon is there, Jeannie's there, the whole gangland's there, mm-hmm. and Marcy's talking about how she's upset that the, the cemetery, you know, they were supposed to have a temporary tombstone for Terry, and they, it's not there yet, and so they're kind of like looking around and stuff, and <laughs> Jeannie finds the temporary tombstone, and it's like um, it vandalized. Like, yeah, it doesn't have like child killer or something or not. I feel right. like everything does yeah. with these people. Yep. So... Uh, Jeannie kind of like puts it back and is like, oh, I don't find it. I can't see it anywhere. You know, she's yeah. kind of trying to well, protect. Yeah, because Marcy was like, oh, is it over there? Because she saw that Jeannie kind of stopped and she's like, nope, not over here. Yeah, because <laughs> that would just be terrible. Yeah, she's trying not to, you know salt into the wounds <laughs> right so then ralph is like do you do you uh G- marcy do you mind if i start taking pictures of stuff and marcy's like why the fuck are you taking pictures why <laughs> like yeah like before right, right after he asked he like just starts taking pictures yeah and marcy's like why why are you taking pictures yeah it's super weird because not even because ralph doesn't even really know why he's taking pictures yet right he doesn't know either yeah. so he doesn't really know and then as he's taking pictures Yoon looks over and notices the barn that all the clothes were found at, you know right after the murder and stuff mm-hmm. the clothes and the splooge and all that stuff and right. it's in eyesight which is kind of crazy like it's that close like we knew that it was close from the book because the you know the the train tracks, the barn, you know, all the places okay. where the outsider drops off his clothes somehow, and stuff. So. They're all close to the cemetery okay. because the outsider stays near the cemetery right. for extended periods of time so he can soak up the tears. Right. That was the whole point. The sadness. The sadness. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That was the whole point is to stay close to the cemetery. Okay. So then after that, we go to a nice little cute little birthday party. And it's for Betsy Riggins' child. Or not birthday party. No, whatever. it was a baby shower. <laughs> Oh, so, she, she's not, she already had the baby though. Yes, but remember she got shot and it probably forced her into early oh. labor because of the stress. Yeah. So I think the baby was kind of like born or she was in the hospital with the gun wound when the baby shower was supposed uh, to happen. Okay. So they just are having it after the baby gotcha. arrived. That makes sense. A little party, welcoming party for the baby. Yeah, yeah. 
Um, so Jack is there, which is funny. So Ralph, Jack, Jeannie, you know, a whole gaggle of people are at mm-hmm. Betsy Riggins' house. And, but Jack goes into another room, and then Ralph kind of follows him, and he's like, hey, what's in your glass there? And, and Jack's like, oh, it's just some ginger ale. And Ralph's like, okay, what else? Because <laughs> it's pretty clear Jack has been drinking. And so they're kind of talking a little bit, and eventually Ralph gets to the point, and he's like, hey, you know what? I know you went to the barn. What happened Mm -hmm. at the barn? And so Jack kind of gets defensive and he says, you know, everything was already cleaned up by the time he got there. And he's like, I I don't need a fucking debriefing from you. You're not even an active cop right Right. now. You're not on the case. Case is closed. Why do you care? Why do you care? Yeah. You had a point that I kind of wanted you to say. I don't remember. Um, Betsy walks in. Mm -hmm. She's chilling. She's got her baby in her arms. Super cute. And she asks if Jack wants to hold her baby. And Jack is like freaking out. And he's like, I don't know. I don't feel that great. I don't want to hold her baby. And so he kind of like freaks out and leaves. And so he's walking to his car. And Betsy like, Betsy hands her baby to Jack, uh, to Ralph. And chases after Jack. And so Betsy is like, what the fuck is going on with you? You've been really weird recently. Why don't you want to hold my baby? He just says something very like, um, I don't even know what word I was going to say. Ominous? Ominous. That was the word I was going to say. Like, I I wouldn't want anything to happen to your baby. Right. Like She's like, what the fuck would happen to my baby? Like, (laughs) she's like, why you holding my baby isn't going to affect its fate. Right. But, I mean, obviously she doesn't know yep. the influence of the outsider on Jack. Yeah. Whereas he, yeah. So, like, that, I'm, we're thinking maybe the outsider would make him hurt the baby for some reason, you know? Right. Um, okay, and then so after that, we go to Ralph. He's on the phone with Holly, and so he had received the pictures that Holly had sent him. Yes. And then he also had the pictures that he had took himself. And so he's asking Holly, he's like, what the fuck am I looking for? He has them all spread out over a table. He's like looking at these pictures. What am I looking for? And she says that he should be looking for hiding places for someone or something. Dun, dun, dun. Um, Ralph is like, what the fuck am I doing this for? Why does it matter? And and Holly essentially is saying like, look, everything will be revealed. I got this whole thing going, you know, I got a theory going on. I just want to tell everybody in person all at once or whatever. And so you just got to trust me, Ralph. You got to trust me, Ralph. Mm-hmm. Chill the fuck out. So in the last episode, there was that one guy, his name is Andy, and he was helping Holly out with the police cameras and stuff oh, yeah. in the parking lot. Holly's like date. Little date boy kind of, you know, date mm-hmm. thing. So he calls up Holly later and asks if she wants to go to the bar, but she's already in bed. And she's, so she's like, no, I don't, I'm not going to the bar, but you can come up to my room. I got some alcohol in the mini fridge. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and so then, oh, so, so he's in the room, he's sitting down, drinking a little drinky drink, and she is pacing around a table. She is. She's just like literally rapidly circling a table, like talking about this case. Yep. She's just talking about the case. And she says that when she went to Heath Holmes' house, she noticed that there was no mattress, but someone had come in afterwards and cleaned mm-hmm. up everything and clean and put clean sheets on just a box spring. Yes. And so no then she went on to talk about a case she had had previously that this, I don't know if it was an elderly woman or what what was murdered and then there was like a washcloth put over her eyes and then she was like turned like flipped 
so she wasn't like face down and there was something else but I can't remember but and then like it just seemed like they she said they felt remorse so that mean like just the way that they doctored you know the crime scene you know prettied it up that means they like felt remorse for what they did so she said that like the person that cleaned up and made the bed must have felt remorse Mm -hmm. for what they did and like felt like they had to like try and help fix it a little bit somehow yeah so like like whoever made the bed so that this person was close to heath or felt Mm -hmm. bad about what Heath did then maybe they had been a part of the killings but didn't get caught or you know yeah they were close to Heath and whatever Mm -hmm. they should they had more involvement than right is known you know this is in essence Heath Heath's Jack is what we're figuring mm-hmm. out here. Yep, right. So this, it's like I don't, we don't know who this is, right, in relation to Heath, because we were discussing before that we think the brother had died before this point. Yeah. So I don't think this could be the brother, but maybe, maybe this I was. Don't know. I don't know who the hell this is. Yeah. But yeah, someone that was like knew him, mm-hmm. maybe, but wasn't like really close. Right. So the 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 cop guy Andy, he's. Like, listening to Holly and stuff, mm-hmm. and he's just kind of like, I don't know if he's just phasing out or whatever, but he kind of makes an advance towards Holly, and she kind of rejects him and says, I have, you know, this really big meeting coming up, and she needs to get a rest and all this stuff, but you can stay and um, lay down with me for a little while. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and so after that... I. I'm assuming they slept slept together and... Well, because it's just the next morning. Right. And so it was, for some reason... Oh, yeah, because we're back in Dayton, right? Right. So she must have stayed in the same hotel room that she had stayed in before. I think she did because mm-hmm. there were two, like, full-size beds mm-hmm. in the room because that was, like, Marcy and, the, you know, they had right. all stayed in the same room. So it just flashes to the morning and what... Yeah, he's, like, obviously, like, naked with, like, mm-hmm. a she like you can see his arms and his legs and he doesn't like have clothes on yep and then she has his clothes like just folded nicely on the mm-hmm. bed next to him and she's got like her suitcase fat and she's like leaving right so then we get to a really creepy part uh betsy is like oh, sleeping I about that. yep she's like sleeping and then she hears a noise and so she gets up pulls out her gun and walks around she goes and she's just like looking all over through her through her house she goes into her baby's room and sees like someone there in a hoodie in a hoodie <laughs> and this person picks up her baby um it's crazy but it's just a dream. It's okay. Everything's yeah. all right. So and she then, wakes yeah, up. Yeah, as this person's picking up her baby and, like, walking away, she, like, wakes up, like, sweating. Right. So she wakes up. And she immediately gets up and goes to check on her baby. Yeah, <laughs> sprints to the baby's room. Baby's not there. Baby's not there! Holy shit! Baby's gone! What the fuck? And so... she runs outside. She runs outside. And her husband's sitting there with the baby on the porch. Yep. So everything's good. We're all right. Yep. Baby's good. She, like, melted in relief. It, yeah, but it's still super, super weird that she would have a dream about the outsider, though. Yep. Because she has no idea who the outsider is. No. No involvement whatsoever in the book. No. So, yeah. Hmm. I wonder if she'll have a bigger part later. Yeah. So then, uh, we flash to a part where Jack is over, I think, over at Ralph's house, maybe. And they're kind of having a conversation. They're sitting on the porch. Sitting on the porch. And Jack apologizes to Ralph mm-hmm. about how he acted the other day at Betsy's party. Mm-hmm. I thought that was crazy. Because, yep. I mean, in the book, Jack was just The Jack just in the book was him. an asshole. Yes. 
the Jack in the TV show is actually like... He's kind of making an effort. A halfway decent human being. I also kind of don't think so. Because I think maybe the outsider is influencing Jack to try to get on Ralph's side to get some information about what Ralph knows. That could be. Because he was... Uh, he said he was pretty much saying i want in like mm-hmm. on this so or because jack knows he's going crazy and he knows that the outsider is influencing on him maybe he's trying to maybe this is like a last ditch effort because when he was like talking to when the outsider broke his lamp he was mm. like screaming at him like end it now mm. and so i think maybe like this is like renewed hope almost like maybe maybe there is a way he can get out of this maybe he can live and that he's not doomed to be at the outsider's hand you know it hmm. influenced the rest of his life gotcha yeah oh true okay that's a good maybe one. this is kind of like hope yeah that's a good one yeah so ralph or jack just kind of says that he's been having some personal problems recently mm-hmm. and you know alcohol and all stuff and then ralph's kind of cracking a couple jokes and they're having a good time mm-hmm. jack says that he knows it's probably too late to be friends with each other but he wants to take on some extra work and you know help everyone out and all this stuff because he knows that he hasn't been that great of a co-worker or whatever <laughs> um and it seems that jack wants to help out and um, he wants to give, you know, collaborate and have some, you know, spread some information about mm-hmm. this case and stuff. Ralph's kind of hesitant, though. He's like, oh, this case is kind of closed. You know, I don't know what's, what you're talking about. I don't know. Um, but Ralph eventually asks, hey, what happened the night that you went to the barn? Mm-hmm. But then that's it. We don't, we don't find out what Jack says, right? So we don't find out. So then we go and switch to the guy that was at the beginning of the episode right. that went to the cemetery and uh, was in the house and he thumbs his house and stuff. And he's just sitting in his car. He's just chilling. He pulls out a gun from the glove box and then he gets out of the car and starts walking towards someone. A that's, fire truck. Uh, it was just a regular truck, I no, thought. it was a fire truck. Okay. Walks towards some guy with a... It was like a smaller fire truck, though. Yeah. Right. But he was, like, putting a it was like in a, a regular-sized truck, fire truck, with a bunch of stuff in the back. Around. Yeah. And so this guy's, like, putting stuff in the back and whatever. Well, this guy pulls out his gun and pretty much shoves him to the ground and on his knees, and he's pointing the gun directly at his head. I'm just so confused as to what happens next. So it goes from him pointing the gun <laughs> to this guy's head to him being, them being, like, these two people being surrounded. So he's mm-hmm. still got the gun pointed at this poor fireman's head. Mm-hmm. And then, like, they've got SWAT teams. They've got helicopters. Mm-hmm. They've got Dayton police. Mm-hmm. They've got, like, they're surrounded by so many police mm-hmm. on SWAT teams. Right. Like, how long is he standing here with this? It must have been a while. It must have, but. I don't understand, like, how we couldn't have de-escalated the situation before then. Like, (laughs) why does it take this many guns pointed at him? (laughs) Yeah. So, they, you know, they got guys on bridges. They got guys around. They got helicopters. They got the whole shabam. It's like a full-ass hostage situation. Yeah, for real. And then, essentially, I don't know, this guy's, like, looking around, all the police officers and stuff. And he pulls the gun down for, like, a quick second. And then they, the SWAT teams and Uh stuff, they just light him up. Yeah, he's got, he's like filled holes. Yes, he's got so many holes. He's fucking SpongeBob SquarePants. Mm -hmm. So, uh, and then like later on, they're like cleaning up the crime scene and stuff. And they got like the, you know, the chalk outline of the body. Forensics team and all this stuff. And the investigators are looking. They're like, this gun, this guy was holding, was empty. It wasn't loaded, yeah. It wasn't loaded, didn't have any bullets. No. They said, if someone wanted to commit suicide, it'd just be easier if you stayed at home and took pills. (laughs) Which is... 
real shitty thing to say. But. Yeah, but I mean, that's what it is. He was trying to, he was essentially killing himself. Like, yeah, there, it, I, there was no point to that. No. Whatsoever. But, yeah. He wanted, it was somehow he thought maybe he could still be saved, I guess. I don't know. I, you I think don't know. he went with I the think intention? He went, of... Yeah, I think he went fully into that huh. with the intention of getting killed because the outsider made him do it. Oh, yeah. He, the outsider, like, he had the blisters on the back of his yeah. neck. He was under the full control right. of the outsider. Well, yeah. So they, like, look down and they're like, what the fuck is that on his neck? Yeah. Yep. Is that it or is there more? Uh, uh, There's a couple other things. So Holly was in. So while all this was going down, Holly was, was in like, traffic. stuck in the traffic. You could hear, like, she could hear the shots. Right. Because they were like, the SWAT team was on the bridge and all this stuff. And so traffic was really built up. Right. So a lot of people were pissed but holly was just kind of sitting there in line and while she was in line her car's engine kind of like died (laughs) yep her engine light came on and then she couldn't move when all the traffic started moving yep so So then it like flashes out to her waiting outside with the tow truck (laughs) yep (laughs) andy the police officer guy that she slept with is waking up in the hotel room Mm -hmm. and he finds a piece of paper with some information on it it was in the garbage it was okay I saw Heath's name. It had the three. It had Heath, Terry, and Maria. Like, okay. a bunch of information about them. And then, I don't know, like, what all it had, but... Yeah. And so he pulls this out of the garbage, and he starts doing, like, research on them throughout mm-hmm. the day, I guess. Which is weird. Because this guy really wasn't that big of a part in the book either. And so he might be This bigger. guy didn't, like, exist in the book. The, like... the most that this guy had done in the book was given her the security camera footage. Right. You know, essentially in the book yeah and that was it that was that it. was just, that was the end of him yeah yep um and so the show ends with ralph in Derek's room and he's laying on his side and he's got his eyes closed and i don't know if it's just just like a hallucination or a dream or whatever oh, yeah um but it's like Derek walks in and says and he just says like dad you need dad, to let me go dad uh, yeah. dad wake up dad and then yeah it was like you need to let me go that was it Super sad. Yep. Yep. And that's the end of the episode. Mm -hmm. Crazy stuff. That's episode five of The Outsider HBO show. Yeah, we will return next week with first discussion of episode six. Episode six of Makali. (laughs) We're killing it. Almost there. Almost there. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening, and you can find us on Instagram under Boozy Books and Movies. That is all spelled out, no spaces. Our Twitter is at Boozy Book Movie. Our email is boozybooksandmovies at gmail.com. And our PayPal uses that email also if you'd like to donate to us. Thanks so much, and don't forget to listen every Monday.